Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be across this beautiful blue-green globe of ours. And Dave, I, I just want you to know, I always, I always start that way. This is not aimed at you. Uh, welcome to Real News Live. It's a Deep Thought Thursday. We're going to have a special guest on in just a couple minutes. Flat Earth, Dave. And I, I did, that was not aimed at you, Dave. I ask anybody, I always open the show that way. The beautiful blue-green globe of ours. All right, um, guys, in terms of the news, there really isn't much update on the financial end of things. Everything is in stasis. Nothing really seems to be changing. It's pretty interesting because if you look again at the cryptos, the cryptocurrencies continue to crash. Bitcoin is uh, 21 1,153. It's up about 2% in the last 24 hours because markets are being flooded to stabilize them, but it's down over 30% now in the last week. It just continues to get worse and it's dragging all of the other coins with them for the most part. Even uh, XRP, which is actually doing a little better. XRP is going to be part of the reset, I think, that we're looking for in the future. And the Dow, it went under 29,000. Remember, I told you, as far as I'm concerned, 29,000 is the floor. The day's range today is 29,808. If it goes below, sorry, 30,000 is the floor. If it goes below 30,000, I predict the bottom will fall out of the stock market with the inverted, inverted bond uh, yield curves. I, I think that's where the whole thing started. We're down. Uh, 589 today, but they are pumping money into the stock market to try to keep it above 30,000. They are just treading water, trying to dog paddle. If it closes below 30,000, I think the next day is when things start to happen. Now, in terms of rumors on other stuff on the financial end of things, I continue to hear the rumor that people are going to get paid on some of the payouts in the early tiers of this financial reset that's coming. Nothing like that really seems to be happening uh, in any significant way. Uh, there are no solid reports of people receiving their 1%. So that hasn't started yet. On, political, on the political end of things, we have Joe Biden threatening to use executive orders to have abortions in states that ban abortion if the Supreme Court comes down with the ruling we all think they're going to come down with. Uh, he can't do that. That's against the, the separation of powers and... Um, in any event, no state is required to follow any executive order because they're not part of the executive branch. Uh, therefore, they don't have to worry about that. So we have this escalating series of events on the financial end of things, on the political end of things. It all seems to be waiting on the political end for Roe versus Wade. It all seems to be waiting on the financial end for the collapse of the current fiat uh, U.S. currency system, which has not quite happened yet. It was supposed to be a big week in news, says Rick Norman, and it really hasn't. Okay, so before we go to Dave, I do want to remind you guys to please visit our wonderful sponsors, those folks right there, the CBD gurus. They have a bunch of great products, it's various CBD products. They are wonderful people. Uh, Matt and Luke over there create all kinds of cool stuff. For the uh, CBD Gurus website, you've got gummies, you've got uh, full-spectrum oils, you've got creams and pain powders and bath bombs and CBD soaps, which smell very masculine, by the way. And if you go over to the wholesale section, click on Mike B. Wholesale and type in 
the discount code ALIEN, A-L-I-E-N. And yes, I do believe there are aliens. You can go in and get some of the specials on various things that are in there, including the pet oil, which I'm using on Aurora, and Miss Fluffy Muffy, and the Miracle Gold, which is something I've got to try. I don't have that yet. I'm going to have to try that one to ask those guys to, to get some from them. Plus, you get 10,000 Vietnamese dong if you... Uh, if you sign up. So again, our sponsor is the CBD gurus. Welcome guys. And thank you for being there. Okay. So what I want to set aside most of today for, since it is deep thought Thursday is to talk about the flat earth theory. And there are a lot of people out there, including Phil, Phil did his update last night. All he really said was uh, Phil Godleski. All, all he really said was he was told things were coming soon. There was going to be movement soon. Um, I don't know about that. We'll have to wait and see. But we uh, invited Flat Earth Dave to come in and talk about his theories of the flat earth. I am a globalist in the sense that I believe the earth is a globe. Um, I'm going to discuss this with Dave. This is not a debate. I'm not going to try to catch him anything. I ha will have questions. I don't know what he's going to present. I've, I know he's got videos out there. I really haven't had time to watch them. I've seen other flat earth presentations. I have found the information to be wanting. However, I have heard from other people that Dave is so great that I'll be convinced of it by the end of it. We'll have to wait and see, but I'm going to bring him in now. Welcome Flat Earth Dave to the Real News Live podcast. Thanks that, is a, that is a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. I have to say in your opening, I listened to your news uh, from yesterday. Um, we agree on everything. From, Except your, from your view of the earth, all the way to aliens, extraterrestrials. We agree on it all, it, but we, you, we're going to talk about the globe. And yes, this is not a debate. This is two men, friends talking. That's it. Okay, so I think I can, um, I can share. I, I need to be able to set it up so that you can share your screen. I, I, I don't need to, to share. I can, I can do stuff like this. No flat earther thinks that we're a disc floating in space. Okay, Only because globies think. That flat well, earthers think that. I will say this: that there are some people that think that's what you guys think. Well, no. <laughs> I, I, so, so listen carefully. Listen carefully what I said. Globe people don't know their own model, and I'm going to demonstrate that today. And okay. the idea that they've been told about our model is absolutely ridiculous. So, one, okay. they don't understand their own model, and two, they think our our model is this, which is absolutely mm -hmm. retarded. No flat earther thinks this. So. Now that we take two false models off the table, we can start talking about the real, okay. the real model. And do we have an exact model? Hey, here's what we all agree on. Flat earthers have different views, and we'll get into that on how this place is constructed. But one thing we all know for sure is we're not a ball floating in an impossible space vacuum. And science can prove that. We love science. We use science. We don't just say things and then say, oh, scientists have shown. No, no, we actually show you the science. So we're going to get into that today. Okay. Sounds good. Why don't you just go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll leave it to you for a few minutes. If I have a question, if you don't mind, I'll pop in and, and interrupt, interrupt me at any time. I, I, okay. I rather do questions than presentations. Cause I don't have a presentation. I I'm, I'm talking right. to you and um, you know, okay. just so you, you can keep us split screen. It's fine for now. You know, so, so I can, so we can see each other, whatever you want to do. Um, okay. So let me ask you a couple of questions. And when I was asked these questions, I got them all wrong. Okay, just so you know, so you have a, a, okay. a goal of zero correct to match my score when I was first asked. How fast is the Earth spinning at the equator? Oh, 
Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Think about 6,000 miles an hour. I don't know that one off the top well, of my head. That's, well, that's really fast. Uh, 1,000 miles an hour, rounding up. Okay, so and, it's 1,000 miles an hour. And, and what about, it's not what about, really ever worried about. What about in Alaska? Is it spinning at the same speed? Is it spinning faster? Is it spinning slower? Um, that's interesting. It should be spinning, I would think, relative. Yeah, it should be. If the if the globe is spinning, the whole globe should be spinning at the same speed. Well, yes, the angular speed once a day. So if this is the equator here, right, we go around once a day, 24,000 right. miles around. And okay. so it's going about 1,000 miles an hour. But if you're here, like up, up near the pole, your circle is much smaller. It goes around 360 degrees in the same amount of time, but it's going much yeah, but, slower. But again, what's relevant is the relative momentum. to a point in space. In space, right? Okay. So, okay. so the the like, if I was one mile from the North Pole on a globe, my circle around the North Pole is only um, 6.28 miles. So I'm really okay. going like a third of a mile an hour. Okay, or okay. even even slower. But at the equator, you're going faster. Just want people to understand that. We're orbiting the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. We're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per hour. This is your model. Not, I'm not making this crap up. This okay. is your model. So, okay. and these speeds aren't aren't relative speeds. They're they're or they're they're elliptical. They're speeding up and slowing down. They're moving in all these different directions at once. Even Neil deGrasse Tyson, the the high priest of scientism, um, he says that because of the spin. The water bulges 14 miles high at the equator. How come the central center central Africa isn't underwater? Okay, if that's true, where is where is the best viewing of this 14 mile high bulge? Because it's higher than Everest. Airplanes would have to triple their altitude just to skim over that water if that was true. So that's that's insanity. All right. So let's just put this into relative speed and okay, I'm gonna throw it back to you. There's also a tidal but, bulge gravitational tidal bulge on the earth from the moon which is roughly in the plane of the ecliptic we'll, and the plane of the earth's equator which also pulls that water up at we'll at talk the, about we'll talk about tides okay. next. no right. no problem okay. <clears throat> no pro feel free to interrupt anytime because i'm i can talk um okay. so let's just put this into perspective right this is the hypersonic sled track it goes by at mach 8.6 watch it you missed it watch it again carefully okay Sorry. mach 8 watch it carefully what Mach 8.6, okay? And you have to believe that we are orbiting the sun 10 times faster than that, and we're chasing the sun at 100 times faster than that. But when we go out in nature, we see things like this, perfectly still water. I stop my foot on the ground, it's going to send ripples across it. An earthquake happens, forget about it. The, the water will jump out of its container, right? You ever see a pool during an earthquake? Well... Here's Here's yeah, a pool an during an earthquake. An earthquake is localized. That's a localized event, though. It's the, in other words, the Earth is not shaking six thousand miles through the other side of the crust. It's not well. It, it's it's changing directions. Here's a little experiment you can do: get in a, a car um, on a perfect, perfectly smooth road, uh, going hundred miles an hour. Fill a dinner plate up with water to the brim, and then have that car speed up, slow down, or take the slightest turn. And what happens to that water? Right, maintain 100, 100 miles an hour, the slightest turn, the slightest change in speed, and that water is coming right out of the plate. Okay, but but we have to believe that uh, that this happens. 
you know, with, with but, all of these motions but, going on. But isn't it, I mean, aren't we talking about relative inertia here? I mean, I mean, if you and me, if you and me are in the back of a semi-truck, right? And it's traveling at 50 miles an hour straight down the road. We'll feel the acceleration to the point it gets to 50 miles an hour. Sure. And then we'll we'll feel the bouncing motion of the wheels. But relative to each other, we're both traveling 50 miles an hour. Understood. So if I throw you a ball across the length of that and you catch it, it's 50 miles an hour plus the velocity that I applied yeah. to. So it's, is it a non-inertial frame of reference or an inertial so, frame? So let, let's just put that in relative um, to the Earth. The Earth does not have a box truck container around it. So remove the container from the box truck, speed it up from 50 miles an hour to 1,000 miles per hour, right. and then go down a hill faster than a free-falling skydiver because that's the speed that you're dropping, okay? You're dro at 1,000 miles an hour, you're dropping over a mile a minute, over a mile a minute, okay? So put it in a, a, a truck, can't do that, have an airplane, double the speed, take the outside of the airplane off, and have that pilot nosedive down a mile a minute. Okay, and then tell me how your catch ball and your cup of water is doing. Okay, because we are in in the heliocentric model in an open system, an open system with high pressure next to a space vacuum. That's scientifically but provably impossible. There's also the pull or push of gravity. Nobody knows whether okay. it's pull or so, push at this point. Nobody even talk, knows what gravity let's, is. Let's you talk know. about that. You ever want to stop a scientist? Ask him to define gravity in 25 words or less. They don't know. They you, you, we're on the they, they we're on the same page exists. there. So so let's talk about um let's talk about about gravity and holding the air down right. So it's holding all of this air down. Right? But if I got a bottle and I had sucked all the air out of it and got the top on it, so I have a low, low pressure or vacuum bottle, and I turn it upside down, and at any altitude, I don't care where I'm at, ground level, in an airplane, out in a balloon, and I open up that cap, what's going to happen? The air is going to go right up into it. How come gravity didn't hold that air down? In your world where gravity holds air down, I could have a shoebox, and then I could take a... Take, suck all the air out of the room from below the shoebox and the air in the shoebox will stay in the shoebox because of gravity. That doesn't happen. You're telling a story that you have zero scientific proof of. Okay, so the again, neither one of us knows what gravity is. Neither one of us knows whether it's a push or well, a Well, I, I have an idea what gravity is. Well, it's not a graviton, I know that. It's a wave, but... Um, but the other thing too is the spin of the earth itself that's never been detected create, that's just a theory it, that it every creates a, it creates a inner like an inner push force like when you're in a that's when you're true when you spin something it's putting an outward force okay it's, so there's a right? counteracting force it's putting an outward force okay all right but but here the thing is you're and I, by the way i was you don't get upset. No, it's because your entire it's world it's is going to You might crumble. be right. This is fascinating. Don't yeah, worry your about entire it. world is going to crumble today. Okay, my it's going to crumble, right. and 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 you're going to be so much happier when you see the truth of this world. <laughs> I, right. I, and you might be happy okay. now, but you're going to be happier, guaranteed. Okay. okay. So gravity is a theory that's 95, 96 percent wrong because they say, well, you have to have dark matter and dark energy that no one's ever seen or measured, but uh, we need it because without it, gravity doesn't work. So they made up right. something to make their stupid equation of right. gravity you, work. You want to hear you want to hear about what idiocy dark matter is. Read this book by me, The Choice by Mike Barrett. Well, that's the one and, that's and yeah, what, gravity. To explain what Flat Earth Dave is talking about here 
is is the fact that that they the scientists the mainstream scientists think that it's gravity that holds everything together and that mass is what creates gravity there is a connection between mass and gravity we do know that that does work we don't know exactly what gravity is the problem was was when they looked around at all the stars and the planets in the galaxy there wasn't enough stuff there wasn't yeah. enough solid stuff to hold galaxies and solar systems together there wasn't enough mass so they said oh it must really be out there because there's no way our theory could be wrong it's just invisible it's just undetectable which Welcome is the flat earth. complete nonsense now however <laughs> what i do talk about also in this book dave and i'll have to send you a copy of this book because i want i want to see i, I want to see what you say about it um is the fact that there is a fifth unrecognized fifth force of physics there is the strong nuclear force the weak nuclear force uh what is it gravity and magnetism those are the four the fifth force is dynamic torsion which does account for how you hold everything together but we do agree gravity cannot account for it and the dark matter theory is nonsense sorry go ahead okay so we so we agree on that they also say that you know the only real forces here are electricity and magnetism which are brother and sister the electric uh the the electrostatic force is uh, i forget the number it's like 10 to the 20th power or some ridiculous number stronger than they say gravity is so how would anyone ever isolate well, it's gravity that brought it down, not an electrostatic force. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's look at let's look at how the how we say um, the system works. The sun and the moon are within the Earth system. They're the anode and cathode of a free energy battery system. The salt water, salt water carries the current. The land is a salt bridge and it creates a giant energy system. We, we're in a giant battery. So how can we test this? Well, here we go. We got helium balloons tied to a wire and there's this little button on the end of it and it's neutrally buoyant right now. And that wire is going to a Van de Graaff generator where we're gonna increase a positive charge. Now, the earth has a testable, measurable negative charge to it. When we add a positive charge to it, to this, boom, it gets heavier. And when we mm -hmm. discharge it, it goes up. The earth isn't moving at all. It has a negative charge. The sky and the, the atmosphere is positively charged. And when we, Add a strong, and then if you look at all of the, the um, weights of things, um, all of the elements, the stronger positive charge they have, the heavier they are, okay? Which fits in perfectly with this. So, so this is showing right here that we can test it, uh, but what about the opposite? What if we um, did something with a negative charge? Well, negative charge, it goes up. Now this is going up into the positively charged atmosphere, but the wire is still keeping a negative charge in it, and it's going away. So is it gravity the, that's never been proven, or is it the electrostatic force that we're talking about that we're actually defying using well, that, electrostatics? That's actually really interesting because, again, in, in the book, I talk about uh, and another book called Hidden Agenda, which is right over my shoulder. I talk about the experiments of T. Townsend Brown. Do you know who he is? Yep. Who basically took a disc-shaped object and electrified the shit out of it and got Ooh. the ions, I guess, to... Uh, MIT just did it with this airplane to go to opposite poles and and it would shoot off in the direction of the positively charged uh particles ions whatever the hell they are we live and in an electric system completely negated the effect of gravity and because gravity doesn't exist and he presented well it seems something exists but anyway go ahead Dave all right so so you're you're using electromagnetism electrostatics to defy 
electrostatics, not gravity. Gravity is made up, right? Buoyancy and density sort everything else out. The earth isn't moving. It's got a negative charge to it. You add a, uh, add a negative charge to something, it goes up away from the earth, right? MIT just made an airplane with no moving parts. It's, it's using this ionic wind, okay? Mm -hmm. This is free energy. This is the secret space program. This is the propulsion stuff that they're using to explore our extended world across the earth plane, not the planet. Planet is where we live in the plane, right? Okay. We'll get into that. So there's my, there's my story on gravity. Um, it makes sense. It's scientifically testable. The whole, and you agree, the whole theory of gravity, they've changed it from Newtonian gravity to Einsteinian gravity now. You know, they're saying, well, it's not mass tracking mass. It's the bending right. time. That's a right. cool but the, fact, the fact that I question the current theories of gravity and even the fact that gravity is constant um, and other things in physics doesn't mean I agree the Earth is flat yet. So we're still working on that. Okay, listen. Right. Do, here's the other thing. Um, belief is the enemy of knowing. Belief is easy. It's a lazy man's thing. You believe, I, I never told you where I live. I live in Connecticut. You believe I live in Connecticut now, okay? But you don't know it, right? Knowing would take time. You'd have to go, go online, maybe call on Facebook, find my friends. Oh, they're all here. Yeah, they, he must live there. Oh, here's this high school. Yeah, okay, now I know it, right? But belief is easy. People are lazy. Any, you know, you want to make millions of dollars, make a product that makes people lazier. Everyone will buy it, okay? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> loves being lazy because lazy is, you know, do what you have to do, and then lay down and watch a movie, drink some beer. Yeah, watch nobody sports. knew they needed the Red Zone channel for watching NFL football games until right. it came on. It's like, why do I have to go back and forth between games? I just sit here and watch every right. play. Happen, Anything right? that'll make you like DoorDash. Hey, deliver yeah. fast food to you I, so you don't have to get off your fat ass and I, go out and I, buy that crap. I remember when it used to be no big deal to get up and drive to Denny's for breakfast in the morning. Now it's like, oh, my God, drive somewhere? Right. All right, right. go ahead. Plug in my power here. Sorry about that. Um all right, battery almost died. Um, okay, so let's just talk about what the Earth is, all right? What the Earth is, just so, because at the beginning I showed you the disk floating in space, I showed you the heliocentric model that you have to believe in, which is crazy, um, and what the Earth is. So they tell us that Antarctica is a continent at the bottom of the ball, okay? Right. But when you look for Photos of Antarctica from space. Now, by the way, there's no photos of Earth from space. The satellite stuff, it's all done from drones, airplanes, and balloons. None of it's coming from satellites in infinite space. But we'll, we'll get into that. Because go to Google Earth and zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. And when you get up just high enough, it goes from real photos to a cartoon. Okay? Yep. And, yeah. And, and, and so, so the, these photos from falling satellites, it's just crazy. All right. So get, get, well, getting are, back to Antarctica. There are Antarctica. photos of Earth from the Apollo and other lunar programs did take photos. We'll go into that next. All right. Okay. 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 Go we'll go into that next. Okay. So they, they also tell us that Antarctica is the highest land on earth. When you get to the shoreline of Antarctica, it's not just a shoreline. It's, um, it's a, it's high above you. It's like 200 feet in the air. Okay. It's the highest land on earth. Now, what is a pond, right? A pond, a lake is a body of water that lays flat and when at rest, and the shoreline of the lake holds it in. And the shoreline is consistent, consistently higher than the water. Because if it was lower, the water would flow away. Right? You're with me. Tell me you're with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. So, so, so the land is higher than the water. That's what holds it in. Large bodies of water at rest need a container. The, they need 
lateral pressure to hold them, otherwise they'll flow away, right? So how is the world set up? We think the world is set up like this, and there is proof of this, okay? This is our pond, our world pond. All of the continents and islands are surrounded by water, but all of the water is surrounded by the highest land on Earth. It's Antarctica. There's no photos of Antarctica um, from elevation, I'll say. There's no photos except for the shoreline. Like here, there's a base over here. I believe there's a base over here, right I along the shoreline. Yeah, I think that's basically true. Um, although what I what I will also say is polar orbits are are rare. Most orbits are, are you know around the circumference of the Earth at various uh, latitudes. Polar orbits are rare, and and I don't think that too many of them are are. They might be weather satellites, but I, I would assume a weather satellite is taking a picture of the South Pole from space. You assume. You assume. But you know I, how to, you I, know how to I, spell I assume, right? You know right. how to make spell assume. Okay, yes. so we have photos of Earth. We have polar orbit satellites, and what else we're we talking about? Maybe you can keep notes. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, oh. no. It's just that that it's it's a not not very often polar orbits are not used very often because there's not much at the top oh. and the bottom plus you, we're launching from basically equatorial regions so the orbits are going to typically be equatorial or around around that that zone uh, we have a lot to cover my friend a lot all right, all <laughs> all right. right. so so just imagine the world like this you know, obeying the laws of physics. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat. Well, there is no measurable curvature. We can see too far. We'll get into that, okay? And this is the shoreline of our world. So so let's talk about, I'm going to jump over to circumnavigation, okay? Because okay. circumnavigation is just kind of what you were just talking about. Um, and here we go. So this is the way the world is set up. At the center of our lake is a magnetic mountain. I have a mountain. I have a magnet here, okay? And my compass needle is pointing towards it. It's always pointing north. So I'm trying to push this compass west. And west is a circle. West is a circle. Okay? Now, this doesn't prove the Earth is flat because it's a circle on the globe also. If I was a mile from the North Pole and I mm -hmm. went west, 6.28 miles later, I'd be right back to where I started from. Now I'm pushing it east. I have to keep turning. Otherwise, I'm not heading east. Now I'm going to try to dead reckon west and watch. That, that the stick is pointing west as from where I am right now. And as soon as I start moving, if I don't start turning, I'm heading south. South is every direction away from the center. Every direction away from the center is south. This is Antarctica. Okay. Now, yeah. what if I went south? What happens if I go south? Now, on a ball, I should just go south and pop up right on the other side. But on a flat earth, that's impossible. So oh, this could be good proof that the earth isn't flat. If anybody could go south and then magically show up over here or go south from Santiago and, and end up in Australia. No one's ever done it. Now I'm heading north. And as soon as I pass north, I'm heading south. The compass just did a 180. Yeah. I'm going south. Every direction is south. Now, when you say polar orbits, okay, when you say polar orbits, well, there's two poles in the heliocentric model. Um, you have the uh, you have you have um, the South Pole and the North Pole, right? But in the and the flat Earth, there's only the North Pole. Okay, I'm trying to find my a quick map for you. Um, you know, I'll just pull up this one that has Japan on it. All right, so here's our North Pole. Okay, I can go from New York to Japan straight over. Go go okay. over just shoot over here. Go over Alaska. 
bam, Japan. I can also go east and I just follow this around, just going 90 degrees east and I'm in Japan. And I can also go west and I'm in Japan. But what I can't do is go south and then pop up over here. No one's ever done it. Okay. And people say, well, how did the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor? Here's Japan. Here's Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. They just flew over. So when you say a polar orbit, no one's allowed to go over the, over the North Pole. I don't think you're allowed within a thousand miles or even maybe more, but, um, but you can go close right, because, of, because of the hole, because of the uh, hole in the North Pole. Well, the North they, Pole. they say that the, there's magnetic forces and the airplanes can't travel. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. You know, they should let, let airships go over there, well, but they've, they've, they've gotten rid of airships because um, they don't want people traveling where they can travel extended distances. Okay. Right. So they demonized the helium, the hydrogen with the Hindenburg, which is a, you know, a, a false flag. And then uh, uh, NASA owns all of the hydrogen companies in the world. And there's always a hydrogen shortage, except for NASA, who uses more hydrogen, more hydrogen than anyone else in the world. I'm not but hydrogen. Dave, Gilly, if, I, Gilly. if I'm starting in Seattle, Washington, where I am now. And Seattle, I, Washington, I start, over here. I start going north. And I start north. going north. North. Um, and I just keep going north. North and China. You're in China now. It, it's going to work. Isn't that going to work the same? Whether on a globe. it's a, a globe or a disc, right? Hundred so percent. So, so the north, everything in the so the equator is right about here. Everything right. inside the equator is the northern part of the earth world, and everything outside of the equator is the southern part of our world, right? right. Everything. So, airplane routes. Let's let's just jump to airplane routes because this might help you see. Um, so, um, airplane routes in the north are pretty much. The same. So let me ask you a question. Think about this. So here we are, north, northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere. If you're going from any two locations on the northern hemisphere, your pilot, any, any combination of any two locations, would you ever need to go below the equator? Um, from one northern location to another northern location, is there any circumstance where you would need to go to another location? Well, I mean, I'm going to fly to Brazil. <clears throat> Uh, no, no, yeah. no. That's in the southern. That's in the southern. I'm saying oh, okay. any okay. two northern locations, origin and destination, are both in the north, both above the equator. Okay. Would you ever need to go below the equator? I, I, I don't think so. No. You're correct, and nobody ever does. Okay, but in the south, going from any two southern locations, it would need to be the same, right? You would never mm -hmm. go above the equator to go from a southern location to another southern location. Correct. I would yes on a globe you shouldn't, now, you shouldn't have to let me let me finish the point before you bring up another one right so you're right about the north and no flight ever does that's good but that doesn't prove anything because it's the same on a flat earth and the same on a globe earth right so here we go so you know from any two locations bam north 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 I can just zigzag all I want inside here and never have to go below the equator but if I wanted to go from Brazil down here, let's say Brazil, and I wanted to go to to Australia, well, that's different. On a globe, I should be able to just cut across the bottom. But let's look at a couple flight plane routes. Okay, this one I have to go all the way up to Singal above the equator and all the way down. But when you look at it on a flat Earth map, look where Singal is. It's, it's almost, a straight line. It's a yeah. straight line. Let's look at another one. This is important. Okay, so here's one. We go all the way up to Los Angeles. 
why didn't we just cut across here? Because that's where everyone on the plane wanted to go. Well, look, bam, bam. It's okay, pretty okay. much a straight line. Right? Um, so why enough. is it? So the question I have to you is why only does this happen with southern long distance southern flights and never with long distance northern flights? Um, well, the answer is it doesn't. Dave, I mean, I, I, I worked in aerospace, right? I, I worked for Boeing and, um, you know, designed airplanes for many, many years before I went into conspiracies and UFOs and stuff. And aircraft courses are generally based on, uh, they're generally parabolic to take advantage of the curvature of the earth, assuming it exists. And I'm not saying it does. Um, and they're designed, for instance, when you go from uh, Taiwan, let's say, to Los Angeles, you're going to fly up over Japan, near the Aleutians, across the Pacific, and land in LAX because that's a more efficient route for it's also a, a straight line. Also, it's a, it's also, also a straight line on a flat okay. Earth map. Also, also because with long distance hauls like this, the key thing is waypoints. So courses are set based on the number of waypoints. I also want to point out to you that I did go and I looked at, you know, China Airlines and they go straight across to Honolulu. And and I looked at, um, for instance, um, Hawaii overseas routes. You're, you're and they showing, go, they, you're they showing. stay above, above the, the equator on, on you know, in, in many cases and they cross the equator in others. And, you know, Qantas flies directly from Sydney to um to Argentina and to Chile, Tony yeah, Chile. They, they fly, they fly they straight fly across from... nonstop, and they never go above the equator. So that's that's not true. Not exactly and, true. So so Qantas has a direct flight from Santiago to Australia, and right. there's two routes that they take, which I'll show you in a second. But all the routes that you were just talking about make perfect sense on a flat Earth map. So let's go let's go to the Qantas but, flight. But again, uh, but again, Dave, on on the concept of waypoints. Which you want to do? The, and these are these are twelve-hour flights across the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean is vast. People don't even conceive. Assuming the Earth is a globe, okay? People don't conceive how vast it is. You can literally approach the Earth if you were in space. If space was a thing, you could approach the Earth from the middle of the Pacific Ocean and basically not see land. Almost not be able to see land. It's so vast. So what they want to do ideally is have waypoints in case the plane gets into trouble so, somewhere uh, along the flight route. You really don't want a flight route longer than six hours. If you have to, you'll do so. So, um, so let me let me show you a couple things before we go on. And I used to have the same arguments as you, but the routes that they take have less waypoints sometimes, such as this one. This span is massive. This mm -hmm. is shorter. They go all the way up here and then all the way down, when in reality, it's a straight line. No, no, okay? I'm fine. There's also financial considerations involved here, too, which is... Yeah, which is, making you know, the flight of, twice as long and twice as much fuel, that's a financial well, consideration. It is a financial consideration, but then it's also, what is the traffic light? I mean, again, airlines, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to shoot you down completely here. I'm just saying airlines will make decisions on flight routes based on how many tickets they can sell. And there's uh, a lot, maybe there's a lot more people going from Sydney to Los Angeles and from Los Angeles to Lima than there is people going directly from Sydney to Lima. That would be why they would do this. I'm going to show you a segmented, segmented route. 
Right. That's, well, that's a, it's a, it is a consideration is all I'm It's saying. a consideration that has, once you look into it, you realize it's silly. All right. Okay. So here, here's sometimes there's an emergency. Someone's having a baby. Someone had a heart attack. Got to land the plane quickly. All right? right. So here's an emergency on this flight from New York to Hawaii. And they're right about here. And they're like, oh, my God, we got to land. So they went a thousand miles out of the way to Seattle. And somehow they got there in 15 minutes. Okay. Somehow they got there in 15 minutes. When you look at where Seattle is, it's right there. They landed mm -hmm. in Seattle. So that, and, and, and again, I'm just showing you a well, meme. Don't believe this. I'm going to show oh, you all the, where to right. go. I, the I don't know. I don't know the absolute facts of that. I'm going um, to show you uh, the absolute facts and not on the okay. show. I'm going to give you the resources to go look yourself and we made it easy for you. So all you right. should be millionaires. Okay. okay. Again, this one emergency. Moscow, 1,500 miles out of the way, I think. Okay, why did they go there and how did they get there so fast? The answer is Moscow is right on the, right on the line, right? And then if you talk about your great again, circle Dave, route. Again, Dave, wait a minute. Are you sure they weren't on a parabolic course? Because well, parabolic, here's your parabolic like, course. If, if you go back, if, wait a minute. If you go back to your, to your previous map, um, one of the previous maps you had showing the Earth from above, where uh, it's way back there. Here, let me, let me maximize you. Um, okay, when I went, for instance, to Manchester, England, I went from Seattle, Washington, which you can find on the map there, um, over to England, and and we went up over Canada, yeah, across the Arctic Circle, over Greenland and uh, and near Iceland, Look, and, and it's a straight line. It's a straight line on a flat Earth map. Airplanes okay. fly straight and level over an Earth plane. Remember, we we're talking about the spin of the Earth. Let's say you took off, you, want, you wanted to go from northern Alaska. Well, at northern Alaska, the Earth is spinning at like 200 miles an hour, maybe 300 miles an hour. Okay. And you want to fly to Ecuador. Okay, cool. You're going to fly to Ecuador. The plane speeds up to 500 miles an hour. Okay. You got your inertia spin of the Earth and that somehow the plane is matching that. And you get to Ecuador, but that north-south runway is moving sideways at 1,000 miles an hour. How are you going to land on that? Okay. And because it's spinning a thousand miles an hour, where'd you get that extra inertia from? And your answer, only answer is gravity. Gravity speeds up the plane sideways as I'm going, but it doesn't do it to balloons. It doesn't do it to, you know, it's absolutely insanity to believe that, right? But it's something that you'll hold on to because nobody wants to let go of their ball. We've been indoctrinated to believe this incredible um, system and, and make up excuses. But these emergency landings, let's look at one more, okay? Okay. This one, um, they landed in L.A., right? Well, L.A. is right here. Is that, do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, um, yeah. But, but this is the route that they said they were going on. This is the great circle route. You know, the whole great circle route that they show you, it's nonsense. Get a, get a globe and pull a string from one location to the other. There's your circle route. They use that to confuse, to confuse you. But, um, again, don't believe me, uh, my good buddy Eddie Put it all together in this book called uh, 16 Emergency Landings at Proof Flat Earth. The flights, the routes that they said they were taking, the, the times, the distances, um, all of the news media on it, all of it's documented in this book. It's free online. It's a PDF. Um, or you can buy the book from lulu.com if you want the book. It's amazing. I love it. It's a coffee table book. I, uh, so, I, I, I will have to pick that one up. Yeah. Uh, so I'll have to pick that one up. 
Dave. Lulu.com. Lulu, Lulu, L-U-L-U.com. 16 emergency landings. And I I will tell you this. This is the one part of the flat earth theory that I'm most interested in, that I'm most interested in is is this stuff. But again, they will tell you you're on a parabolic uh, course. And the reason for that is is waypoints around Japan and the Aleutians and Alaska on the way to L.A. And it, it makes... It makes sense from an aviation perspective and safety perspective. So well, I, I'm just going to say that. Uh, I, I, but I, I really do. I I know you want to maybe move on, but I really do want to find out. Um, well, let, let I, me I let me comment and then we'll move on. My comment right. is they're making up a crazy great circle route parabolic journey when in fact it's a straight line on a flat Earth non moving flat non moving level Earth, right? But on a it, globe, on a it makes globe, no sense on a globe. Well, I, I would let me ask you a question. So, because so the look, earth, earth, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got two right. continents, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Now, look, we're, I know you're you're better at this than I am. So, I'm going right. to acknowledge that you're better at this than I am. And you're, you're going to know what you're talking about better than I do. You got, you got two continents. Mike is here uh, in Seattle, Washington. He wants to go to Manchester, well, which is here. Okay. On a globe, they are not flat like this, they are like this to each other. So the shortest course would be up over like that. Would it not? Oh, wait, wait. Seattle, oh. Washington to where? Manchester, England? To Manchester, England. Now yeah. look. That, that's, look. That's where I and, – and so if the glo- if, if the earth is flat, it might be like this. But no. on the globe, it's going to be like this, and the shortest course is going to be exactly the course that I took. Look, the shortest course is like this, a straight line. And on your world – it's a parabolic a cur- curved course, which isn't the shortest distance. Get a map, draw the parabolic course that they show you that it takes, and then draw a line, a straight line, and see which one is shorter. Well, that that and but but on a flat Earth, this is it hits all the waypoints. Look, it goes across, goes over Greenland, boom, boom. It's yeah. a straight line. Okay. okay. So we have your story, parabolic, you know, waypoints, uh, excuses, and mine, straight line, shortest distance between two points. I, I will I will concede that th- this part of the theory is not disproven at this point. Okay, <laughs> so, great. And by the way, if you if you can come up with one globe proof, you win three Bitcoins, okay, which are right. decreasing in value every day. Yes, yeah, but it's still <laughs> 60 grand, right? Or okay, 60. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, all, right. all right, so so when you talk about photos of Earth, my question to you is, what would be harder to, to paint, to reproduce? To reproduce this painting it or to reproduce this scene painting it? Which would be harder um, to paint? Well, which would be harder to paint would be the photograph. Of course. But this isn't a photograph. This is a painting. Okay, okay. This is called a photorealistic painting. Looks pretty good. Look at the reflections. This is really impressive. Okay. This is a fucking cartoon. All right. This is a cartoon. And you know why I know it's a cartoon? Because NASA admits it's a cartoon. Yeah. NASA, NASA says it's a uh, it's made by Robert Simmon. Simmon, Robert Simmon. Right. And he painted it in Photoshop. Right. This is also a painting. So to say that they can't fake pictures of space is absolutely ridiculous. This is the one that was on everyone's iPhone. And if you look carefully, the clouds are stepped and repeated again. Yeah, people are yeah. lazy. They- they are. And, and the thing is, the thing is, though, is this, the average altitude 
for low Earth orbit satellites is 250 miles. The highest altitude is about 23,000 miles, 22,500 or something like that. At those altitudes, it's not that easy to get the entire Earth disk below you in, in a field of view. So you're going to take a high resolution picture, which is a high resolution picture is going to be zoomed up and you're going to patch them together to make a composite image, which is what I believe they're saying this is. Is that correct? So, I mean, again, I will admit it takes a whole bunch of little pictures to make a big picture sometimes, depending on how far away your camera is and the so, resolution and zoom of the camera you're using. They tell us this is what happens, right? That the right. satellite's going around, and each time it comes around, it takes another strip, but then there's a little piece that's missing, and they have to kind of Photoshop it in. Yeah. But if you look at these clouds, look at this cloud here. Well, this satellite pass was 90 minutes later when this one happened, which was 90 minutes later. How come the clouds don't change over 90 minutes, okay? This is nonsense. This is a story that has no relative... Um, no, no truth to it. If you look for satellites in space, um, you'll see none because there are no satellites in space. Satellites are on balloons. NASA has tens of thousands of these things on balloons, and they can control where they go with electrostatics. Electrostatics. They can make it go up. They can make it go down into different wind currents and keep it wherever they want it. Tens of thousands of these things are in the sky at all times. Now, I'm, sh I'm guessing that you would say, well, I've seen satellites, right? Yeah. Could you really see a satellite? Let me ask you a question. So well, if this- only if, only if the sunlight- Is reflecting of, of off the, of it. Of the, of the setting I, Earth is reflecting off of it. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that just for a moment. Right. A 747 is gigantic. If you ever stood next to one, you feel so small. You don't realize how big they are until you really stand next to one. I've been you in see the factory, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so can you see the engine right here? You can see it. Sure. Not bad, right? Sure. This is a 747 at cruising altitude. Can you see the engine? No. All right. The engine is bigger than most satellites, right? Now, you have to believe that you can see this engine if I made it 50 times higher, which is the lowest satellite that there is, that they claim to be. 50 times higher you think that your eye can see it? It's called Rayleigh's criteria, which is the angular resolution limit of your eye. Anything smaller than 0 0.02 degrees in arc width, right? So 180 is from side to side. Bring that down to 0 0.02 degrees, your eye can't see it. If I had a penny, you could see it. If I moved it out you know, a couple hundred yards away, you couldn't see it because its angular size is too small. The angular size of this engine is too small to see. And you believe that you can see it 50 times higher, 200 times higher. That's absolute and total um, faith in a religion that doesn't exist. Okay. All right. So, you know, what are satellites? Where does our communications come from? Well, undersea cables, undersea fiber optics that also prove the earth is flat because there's nothing from Santiago over to Australia, which are at the both at the bottom of the ball. Bam, just run it across. But instead, the cable goes all the way up, all the way across. But you look at that in a flat Earth map; it's a straight line. Well, that, I will say this about that space in there: it, it is that is some of the deepest trenches in the in the ocean floor. Um, so it, it actually they can actually run the cable because again they have to get underwater to run the cable and put it on the ocean floor. They're going to follow a route for the cables that is more shallow. Some of those trenches are so deep you, you literally couldn't get workers or equipment down there without it getting crushed by the pressure. Cool, so. cool argument, but there are no cables. I, I'll give it to you. Sure, 
but um, there are no cables. There are no cruise ships that go from Brazil to Australia. There's no cruise ships that run these routes because they all have to go up to the north, right, to get there. Well, to pick, up, get to on pick a, up passengers, and you're not going to launch a cruise ship unless you have a full ship. Yeah, but there's awesome. no there's no shipping traffic. There's nothing. There's no plane routes. There's nothing that take those shorter routes across the southern hemisphere. Again, okay. always happens in the north, never happens in the south. Okay, so you have to believe that. Remember my corkscrewing, spiraling, well, your corkscrewing, spiraling, rocketing Earth at the beginning, mm -hmm. right? You have to believe that even though we're spinning, orbiting, speeding up and slowing down, speeding up and slowing down circling around the sun, chasing it, traveling four and a half billion miles a year, that a geostationary satellite can mimic all of those motions and stay right above the Earth due to gravity holding it on, okay? That's a religion. That's a well, religion. No, they, they do use reaction control thrusters to to maintain Show attitude me one. Position. Show me one. Show me one. Show me one when they when they when they when they lift up the space station. Do you believe in the space station? Let's just start there. Yeah, I think it's up oh, there. Oh yes. boy! Now, if I showed you NASA, lying, I, well, I know a guy who was on it. So he, well, you know a guy that says he was on it. Do you think well, that people that men could lie? Just a, just look, a simple question. Look, look, Leland Can Melvin, Leland Melvin, who is my co-star on on Truth Behind the Moon Landing, where I played the crazy conspiracy guy. I played yeah. Flat Earth Dave, even though I knew we really did go to the moon because there really is a moon. But oh, well, that's a separate he's um, he's not very smart, but he's not that dishonest. He he will not hear things he doesn't want to hear. He will not see things he doesn't want to see. But he's not lying when he says he got into a space shuttle and went up to the space station and spent weeks there. I, I don't believe he's lying. No, I don't. And, and that's yeah. a little closer relationship than the average person. You know, I mean, it's not so, like I'm, so, I, I mean, so, I, I know the guy. I spent weeks with him filming this show. Listen. And I have some criticisms of him, but that's not one of them. Yeah. Well, people so. lie for all different types of reasons. People are mind controlled. Um, yes. Because, yes, some, some, would, you know. I would not disagree that he might be mind controlled to some extent. Absolutely. So there are sure people. That he's positive that he flew up to the space station. Well, there, there, zero gravity you know and. I'd like to think that people aren't all liars. And I believe that there are um, some people that believe they're in space, that went to space. And it could be, all be hypnotic mind control. Um, sure. and, and that's easily, easily done. But there's too many coincidences. You know, we got a Buzz, Buzz Aldrin in Hawaii with the same mountain that's on the moon. Weird. Okay? Weird. That's just weird coincidence. Right? But um, when, you when you look at... Um, you know, you talked about the, the shot of the Earth from the moon. Well, that Earth was on the horizon. Well, here are all of the well, um, uh, landing spots. Dave, Dave just, real, just real quickly, let, let's, go, let's go back to that last one. Um, the shot that you're showing, the previous shot of the moon, that's, um, that's not Buzz Aldrin. That's from Apollo 17, and that mountain is called the South Massif, which is French for mountain. So if you go back one slide, it's not Buzz Aldrin. Just to let you know, it's not Buzz Aldrin. It's I don't not, think that's uh, relevant to the argument well, necessarily, but I'm letting right, you know. Whoever, whoever it is, I thought, I thought I'll, I'll reconfirm that. There, but there it, were no mountains like that around the Apollo 11 landing site. So Yeah, well, that was that's a shot. Just so you know, for future the, reference. The so. shot that they show of the mountain on the moon matches I, that mountain at it, the site it, where they were doing testing. That's it, all. It, it does look interesting, but may, but it's also possible, and I don't know this to be a fact. It's something we might be able to find in the archives. It might be 
that that was a training ground because of its similarity to a lunar, uh, what they thought was going to be a lunar landscape. That's just, a, just throwing it out there as a possibility. I, I right. wish we were on Zoom so I could put on my cool story bro glasses. Okay, all right, go ahead. All right. Sorry, all right. not to interrupt you. I just wanted to correct no, that it's one. All right. thing. It's uh, not, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't kill your argument or anything. I'm just saying, just so for accuracy's sake, okay? All right, go ahead. So these are all the landing sites. Well, this is the full moon from Earth. Where's the Earth? The Earth is here. The Earth is out out here. Okay, so there's no what you would have to look up to see the Earth, not across. And the images they they show us from the Moon um, show the Moon over here. Well, the Moon would be up there because the same size, right? They can't get their shit together, right? There's no way that the Moon could be over there from these landing sites. It would have to be above you. Well, but the the because of the motion though of the two planets in the theory, and and it's really there's really two planets. It's the Earth and the Moon, but let's call them planets. Because of the motion, they rise and set at your various positions on the planet, just like on Earth. You see the Moon rise and it rotates. You know, the face of it spins mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. this as it flows through the day and then sets. And the same thing happens on on the lunar surface. As no. Far as as I no, know, because on the lunar surface, we're not rotating relative to the Earth. The well, not yes, we are, but not as fast. It takes 27 days as opposed to correct. One day. And so, so when you're on the moon, if you point toward the Earth, it's always going to point toward the Earth. You don't have to follow it because we're turning at the exact same orbital speed that we're having. So the moon is always in the same spot in the sky on the moon. I mean, the Earth is always on the same spot in the sky when you're on the moon. You have to think about these things. They didn't teach you how to think about this in school. They told you stuff. They told you to believe it because a guy mm -hmm. in a bow tie who lies told you it. Okay. Yeah. But then, yeah. but so the earth is not, not a theory. It's not flat earth crazy Dave. It's according to the globe model, the moon is above these landing spots, not on the side. Go at noon, take a picture of the sun and show me the horizon of the earth in that same picture. You can't do it. So you're yeah, saying sure. you're saying and and this is what I'm going to look into. You're saying that the moon or the earth should be directly above like high noon the surface of the moon Bingo. um in the photographs. All Bingo. right. I, I'll write that one down and we'll dig into that. Go okay. Ahead. And then right. and then when you when you look at these guys this nonsense slow motion. Why are they going in slow motion? They're on the moon. Should be moving faster. Okay? Right? So look at these guys. They're hanging from wires. I believe that they're actually hanging from wires connected to balloons that are like 20 feet wide just to make them light enough. They're hanging and jumping up and down on a wire. Now, this guy dropped his hammer, and he's trying to pick it up, but he can't get enough momentum. That balloon is holding him up, so he keeps trying to jump and get down and get it, but he can't, okay? This is... Well, I, okay, Dave, I'll, I'll accept that. That's right. what you want to think. Right. So wait, I, I don't, I don't answer this one. Any evidence of that? people. That's how I would expect an astronaut to behave in a pressurized suit in one sixth gravity. So, all right. So, all right. so, go ahead. So, so, we got three astronauts that went there. Two of them went on the lander. One of them stayed in orbit alone. Right. right? right. This guy alone. Right. So he's flipping his, doing his little magic trip. Who's panning the camera up? It's following the book. Oh, look, the magical book's floating. Who's panning the camera up? 
Well, but Dave, you, you don't know that that was taken when the other two guys were down on the loose. Yes, it was. I mean, this is from NASA's of- website, and this is from their documentary that's talking about him in the space capsule alone while the other guys were on the Earth doing his work. Okay, this is from NASA. But, that, but again, this is put together by the PR staff, okay? Back in the 60s, they had PR staffs who were not scientists and who probably weren't worried about that. They were simply trying to illustrate, oh, what's a great clip that we can use to talk about the weightlessness or the guy. So, I, that, well, they I, said you know, that, that the exact quote was the exact quote was um, whatever his name was, so and so astronaut uh, doing his work alone, you know, uh, on the right. orbiter while the other two. So why are they why that are they showing mean, us nonsense? That like doesn't that. mean that's where that footage came from. We'd have to trace back the origins of that footage. And there are some sites, the Apollo Lunar Surface Journal, among others, where we might be able to track that down, that specific. Now, I will tell you, I will give you this. If we can track down that that footage specifically was shot when he was supposed to be up there alone, that's a little weird. But I don't, okay. think, uh, let, so, I don't think we can prove that. I will acknowledge I, that would be really weird. So yeah. go ahead. So you know what? And, and this doesn't prove anything. It's just something I'd like to see. This can uh, withstand temperature swings of 400 degrees, you know, or 500 degrees, 250 plus in the sun, negative mm-hmm. 250 below, and it's air conditioning and heating, and it's airtight, right? And how come they don't blow up like the Michelin man because they're in no pressure with a pressurized suit? They're in a pressurized suit. How come no astronaut has ever gone in the Sandusky uh, vacuum chamber, which doesn't even make a full vacuum, in a spacesuit? How come no one has ever done it? Because they can't. Well, they tried it once in a simulator, and before they got all the air out, the astronaut passed out. He said the the the, the saliva in his mouth started boiling. He passed out, almost died, right? Never once have they have they done the physics, right? You take a, bo- okay. a bottle, you take a bottle, uh, next time you get an airplane, get an empty Poland spring bottle, screw the cap on tight, and then yeah. when at altitude, you'll see that it's expanded. How come we'll they don't expand in their snowboarding suits? Now, you just proved that you're on the East Coast at the very least, if not Connecticut, because you said Poland spring, two words you don't hear on the West Coast. Um, okay, so- well, it's um, cheap, thin I, bottles, that's all I was saying. I, I will check. I have a friend named Ken Johnston Jr. who worked on Apollo and taught the astronauts to fly the lunar module and all the instrumentation mm-hmm. and stayed on NASA and worked on the shuttle. And I am pretty positive he's got pictures of himself in the vacuum chamber in a spacesuit. No I one's ever done it. I, you're, 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 I will ask you. You're, you're mistaken. I'm not saying I can prove anything. I will yeah. ask you. Right, you're, you're mistaken. So okay. this this is the actual footage that they showed us of the Russians landing on the moon. No, it's an animation. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll take it. Pure animation, <laughs> right? And then that's, you, that's all they ever you, show us. Dave, I'm just going to tell you, this is not – I'm – this is my area of expertise right here where we're getting to. And I'm not trying to shoot you down. I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna, there's just things I know about it that you may not know about it. Um, and, and I, it, and just, you may have to modify your arguments in some of these areas. That's all I'm trying to do is, no. just, is just be clear, but that's, that's a TV animation of, of the Russian mission. Probably. From what about, what about this? Is ahead. this a photo? That is a, that I think is a, legitimate photo of the lunar module yes how come the earth isn't bigger well because it's far away well look at the moon compared to the earth and the earth compared to the moon they shouldn't the, be well the right? moon is they're, they're in orbit over the moon at this point so this who, is, took this, this, who took this photo the guy in the command module in the because command module is, so yeah yeah this is this is where sorry whoops didn't mean to do that 
this is where um, the lunar module, I think this is Apollo 11 photograph, has risen up from the surface and is returning to dock with the command module for the, all three astronauts to go home in the command module. And, the, and so, so they happen to be right going around the backside so they can see the Earth on the horizon. I'll give it to you. It just looks like a really that's crazy probably photograph. probably what I think is going on there. Go ahead. All right. Go is ahead. this an airtight zipper? Uh, I would hope so, because I wouldn't want yeah. that to blow out. I'd like to see uh, an, air, an airtight zipper. This is. Um, I don't know about that one. Yeah, know. good. So this is the artist, the the next moon mission. Look at their boots. Look at the. Mm -hmm. These are just rubber boots. They're laughing at us, and they want people to believe that we're really going to space. Well, right? okay, but but I, wait a minute on this one because again, this is an Apollo thing, right? Right. Um, on the on the, the Apollo missions, they had the, the white part of the suit. They had little footies that went all down, solid rubber footies. That, that they wore that was a sealed pressurized suit. The gray boots for moonwalking were like galoshes that were kept in the lunar module, two pairs of them for the two astronauts that were basically strapped over the top of that. So that's an argument I've heard from the, not from the flat earth folks, but from the, we faked the moon landing folks before. So that's, that's just a misunderstanding. All right. Explain how, how the camera pans and how do we got the film back to earth after they left? Okay, because it was a TV broadcast. So we're um, broadcasting TV. This yeah, is live this, broadcast. This is this is a live broadcast. I watched it. I remember I watched all the moon missions as a kid. I was nine, yeah, 10, me 11 too. years old. Me too. And and what they did is that they had first of all the first time they did it, they had a camera and it couldn't, it didn't pan. That you just shot saw it take off on Apollo fifteen. So I think this is Apollo seventeen. What they did on this one is that they were controlling the camera, which they could do via radio signals from Earth, and they knew the countdown. So what they did is they pre-programmed in because of the nine-second light time delay for the radio signal to wait. And so nine seconds before the ignition, they told it to pan. That is an uh, amazing so story, man. Track, and they figured it all out with engineering. My, you know, my dad was an engineer at Boeing. That's what they did on this. So I can amazing, explain that. Amazing right, story. Keep going. Sorry. I I can explain some of these, maybe not all of them, but um, that's what they did. And, and you know, and then it, it goes downrange and disappears out of sight. So, so anyway. do you believe that there's two grown men wearing diapers in here uh, with paper thin walls and they can maneuver it with these jerky motions like this and their body motion doesn't, you know, if they move, doesn't send the thing spiraling. Like if I'm on my boat, with water holding me in place. If I move across the boat, the boat's going to go the opposite direction, right? These guys are in space docking with the other module, and that thing is just staying. I mean, it doesn't move, right? Yeah. Well, um, okay. In that case, the footage you just showed—that is—that um, is accelerated footage. Okay. The actual movements were very, very slow and took a oh, long, so long time. That's sped up. That's sped up. Very subtle. So that film is sped up. Because it would be so boring to watch. I mean, I remember, right. you know, that was all 16 millimeter film, by the way. That was not on TV. We never saw that stuff. But Let me ask you another question. Let me ask you okay. a question. You talked right. about the photo from, this is the photo from uh, from NASA's website. And right. you got the moon here. So we took it from their website, live on right. the air. And we brought it into Photoshop. We cranked up the levels. And we saw the bad Photoshopping job that they did because there's a box around the moon. Right. So we caught NASA faking an image of the Earth. What's your excuse there? I'm sure you have well, one. Well, 
I don't, I'm not, I don't have an excuse. I wouldn't call it an excuse. I've seen another photo and it's somewhere in my, my slideshow here that is not an authentic photo. I think that one is an authentic photo. Um, you have to understand that, that first of all, a lot of these images were, were modified for life magazine, look magazine. They were never intended for the internet. So it might be from a negative um that that was then printed out and then scanned at some point somebody scanned an image of this it may be that it was done by the public relations department that they taped a little earth on there and then took another photograph of that to make a nice public relations shot that's possible um, you are making up a lot and, of and stories I will say this, your position but i know i will say this i have found lots and lots of images on nasa websites that do not that have the same frame number that do not correspond at all to the actual photographic print that people like my friend ken johnston has let's so move forward uh, they have they have altered they have absolutely altered the digital archive that's online yep. but but not to to me not to fake the moon landings but to to, to hide what was really there all right so let, 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 let's crazy. go because i want to there's a couple anyway, of things that i want to get to before before uh but, go too and long. also also just because just because nasa has faked some stuff i mean i wrote i wrote a best-selling book about all, that one right there dark mission about all the things that nasa has lied about that doesn't mean the earth is flat just so just so we established that argument. well oh, i agree right. looking up in the air does not uh but improve the shape of the i agree earth. with can, you we can, nasa we can lie nasa lies okay. i agree with you i just think we're arguing so, about what they lie about well go ahead. go ahead this is the japanese filming the earth rise yeah no yeah <laughs> we can doesn't both agree look, that this is fake right it doesn't look very authentic to me no right um looks like a composited earth um right yeah in 1964, so, yeah. we built this mean machine, but in 1972, we bought we built this piece of garbage that can separate atmosphere from the vacuum of space, right? And if you zoom in on the on the on any high res photo of the lander, you can see that it's made from paper mache, cardboard, duct tape, scotch tape, when curtain rods, tin foil. No, it was very thin, flimsy, very thin. How, flimsy so how is it metal. holding the atmosphere? They need because the how's the it holding the atmosphere from the outside? The internal cabin chamber, it, there's an internal cabin chamber that that is solid. What you're looking at there, that's just an instrumentation package area in the back for the the maneuvering thrusters. You're now it making got, up it got stories. messed up. Wait a minute, it got messed up. You showed it the footage earlier. It got messed up on the launch when the exhaust from the ascent stage engine blasted it. This this thing was very flimsy and it had to be because of the fact that weight was such a huge consideration. I mean, think about Think about it. If you've ever seen the Apollo 11 capsule that's been on display, you got this tiny little piece out of this massive Saturn V. It was all about getting weight out of these era, space. So you're telling and me, yeah, you're telling me that there's a capsule that's that's strong walled a, inside of this. Yeah, stronger. It's okay. not strong walled. As Buzz Aldrin you're said, if you're you making up stories right now. You're making okay. up stories. Because I, you're I've the actually first seen, person to ever say that. I've right? actually seen the test article. I, I've actually, I've been, yeah. I, there's a museum where they have, they have the Apollo 18 lunar module, which was never used. 
they have the real one there and they have the test articles and you can literally go up to them and and on those panels you're talking about and you can push on them and knock on them and they'll they'll flex like a they talked about like, dropping like a, a like wrench aluminum can. they they talked about while they're on there uh they were worried about dropping something because it would go right through the walls okay it, it's right you're making up a story so let's move on uh, just another point, you know, the okay. astronauts that went to the moon all have stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Find right. that interesting, doesn't prove anything. Um, let's just go to the space station for a moment, because if I could show you that they're faking being on the space station, maybe, maybe that'll help you understand that we're not in space. Okay, so here we got, um, here, oh, here's a shot from the space station. Here's the Dragon capsule, right? Now they're going to change cameras. Now look at the dragon capsule. It's sideways compared to the Earth curve. Watch, it's upright. The other camera is over here, mm -hmm. and and then all of a sudden it's sideways. They got their orientation screwed up. This was a live feed. This is live. Right. Okay. Why is it upright here and sideways here? There is no answer. You can try to make up an excuse, but there's no answer to why that happens. Right. Let me ask well, you another question. It Unless, what is this? Wait a minute, Dave. Unless, yeah. now, unless again, on first blush, it looks pretty good. But unless, okay, so here's the here's the dragon capsule. The Earth is really far behind it, and it it looks like in the one that's here. But if you're looking at the other one, then okay, show me that. Show me that again. Yeah, it's it's because you're looking at a different horizon than the no. one. Untrue. See this? That's, so, that's my. So look, that's my guess. So look, here's this black mark right here. Right. No, but and I'm here's saying the black mark right there. I'm telling you, we've done the analysis on it. No, no, but the curvature. But in other words, the the, the curvature that's over your shoulder right now is is not the same curvature you're going to see from the other perspective. That's going to be to the left. You're, you're, you're incorrect. The camera's over here. The second camera's over here. Well, okay. It looks like it's the right second there, camera's right? over here. Right. And the Earth changes. You're making excuses. There is no excuse for this one. Okay, just, all right. I'll, I'll, okay. All right. All right. And then um, your excuse for here is there's another door on the inside, and this this floppy door is just for some other purpose, right? That is, yeah, that's like some sort of insulation. Um, yeah, where's the outer door? Where's the yeah. door that cover? Where's the door that closes that up? Well, okay, that's an internal. That's an internal seal. It's outside. For where they, for where where they the dock. Door, where's the door they, they, that closes okay, it? Okay, the door is inside that hole because what oh. they do is they, ha they have that insulation blanket, which is what basically what that is, that they pull down over this hatch, but the actual interior of the airlock is inside where we can't yeah. see it. I'd love to see the, the sch schematics for that. You know, right, because, you know what's funny? The, the space station okay. is probably one of the greatest... Uh, um, you know, building accomplishments ever, and there's zero video of it ever being built. Zero photos and zero video, which when it would be the most videoed construction project of all time, because Houston would need to see um, what's going on, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, they they did farm out. You know, they did farm out um, different modules to different countries, but there should be there should be videos of them under design and construction. Absolutely, should be. Why does when this woman? decides to do a flip, why does she rotate at her waist? Why doesn't she just float away? What's making her rotate? And then why is she losing her balance here at the end of the flip? Well, 
probably because she's hanging from a harness. It's conservation of angular momentum. So she's creating angular momentum about mm -hmm. her center of gravity by raising her legs. That's why I, I I'm okay. not an expert on that shit, but that's what I suspect. Uh, I, I love hearing your answers. They're they're fascinating. All why right. does this fruit that's on this table over here? Why isn't it floating away? Why isn't it floating? Well, that's I don't know. Well, I, I'd like to Good see answer. footage. Good I'd answer. Like to see footage of that. If it's not floating, right. if it's sitting there like it's under gravity, I I'd be suspicious. Here is um the the dumb one of the dumbest people in the world. He's showing how he put coffee in in a used plastic piece and he's drinking it. But now he this is being done. It's this is all CGI and the coffee the color gets separated yeah. from the bag. Yeah. Why did the why did why did the color that he was drinking why did it get separated? I, what, I don't know. That might I, be a I, camera. That might be a camera artifact, but I don't camera know. Camera artifact. I love how you just take people and not well, just you, everyone, everyone does poor, it. That is pretty poor quality footage. I mean, look all right, at how the, about this one? How yeah. about this one? Chris Hatfield loves playing his guitar and this guy in another room and in front of another green screen is holding the microphone and he misplaces where Chris is and he sticks the microphone in his neck. Are you going to say artifact for this one? The microphone is inside Chris's neck right now. <laughs> We see that again. It's right there. It's inside Chris's neck. Ah. It's because they're in. They're not in the same room. They're in front of green screens, and oh. and and uh, it's not real. Watch this. These guys sometimes, you know, when they move their hands, see how his hand glitched there. I, I understand there are artifacts like that. But watch yeah, what happens here. Like watch what happens here. Right where my finger's pointing. Green screen. Boom. Ah. Green screen. Okay. Why are they in front? Why are they in front of green screens? Mm -hmm. Right. And here's another one. They're always flipping the microphone around, something else around. These guys were, were doing this thing. This guy's flipping his hat around and way in the distance, this guy goes floating by and he's really small, really far away. Well, I zoomed in. It's a tiny little fraction of the frame. Mm -hmm. And you can see his harness and the wire. And so NASA's apology, the NASA apologists come back and they go, well, they wear harnesses for safety on the space station. What? What? When did they, they say safety? that? No, these are yeah. NASA apologists. Someone that's a little farther removed from reality than you are. That <laughs> that they 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 make up excuses. There's no need to okay. get nasty, Dave. <laughs> I wasn't getting nasty. I was kind of trying to be funny, and sometimes it comes out that way. Listen, I, I like you. You're just you're making up excuses. All right. Don't, I apologize for the comment. Now watch it in the script. He's supposed to hand the hat to him. That guy just thought he handed him the hat and he puts it away. This is called augmented reality. Okay. <laughs> he, <laughs> that, that one, that one is pretty weird. Pretty good one. So this is how it works. This is real. It's filled with helium. It's floating. Mm -hmm. This is not real. Oh, where did that come from? Okay. This is not real. This is called augmented reality and she's manipulating it. Like it's real talking to kids. Okay, and so this is how it's done. There's commercial, you know, um, commercially available software that you can manipulate fake objects and move them around. In the in the television show um, Third Rock from the Sun, there's a guy who's on the space station and he's flipping a pan around. He's doing all of this stuff, right? And and people are arguing that oh, they really filmed that on the space station. I'm like, no, they didn't, right? So they mm -hmm. they use different effects. She. This is one that's not done on a space uh, on a zero G plane. This is real. This is not real. 
Real, not real. Now, who, they, who did that? That's a that's a video for kids. That beaming in effect, the Star Trek effect. Yeah, there, NASA that, did that on the video. NASA did that, and they actually added the sound effect also. Yeah, right. Wow. Weird. I mean, it's I, like, why are they doing it that way? Why they're they're making, they you know, hey, they're faking the whole thing just well, to make. They might it be trying to do something neat for the kids with that. Well, one. why don't they do something neat in space rather than make up something in space? Yeah, if space is, yeah, I agree with you on that. Right. And then this one, after their press conference, they're all hanging from wires. All Everything that was floating in the foreground, including them, glitched out, and then they quickly snapped away, and they went back to mission control. <laughs> That's okay. And then people say, well, it's a, it's a, um, it's an artifact, okay? So here's Chris Hatfield showing how when he rings water out, in a, it, it clings to the washcloth. Well, here are people doing the exact same experiment on a zero G plane. And if you watch, if you watch um, Chris Hatfield um, do it there in this video, it's like cut, 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 edit. And then you watch, it's like, Oh, this is creased differently. And, and it, he's in a little, every cut is a different zero G plane. You know what a zero G flight is, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So they, they do multiple cuts. They put it all together and it's edit, 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 like one second, three seconds, two seconds, four seconds. Okay. And, and they edit it all together and it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I have a video on my channel, D I T R H over here um, okay. called, uh, I have to go to the bathroom. And if you believe that the space station's real after watching that, the analysis of the bathroom, then uh, there's no, no helping anybody that can watch that and, and see it. <laughs> So this is this is nonsense that's being done on a zero G plane, and this is the same thing. Now watch, this is both the zero G plane. This one happens to look like the space shuttle. Okay, zero G plane. Now watch this. This was live on the news, and they slammed into the wall. Right, the news was all excited right. that they were they were going to have um they were going to have this the astronauts on, and they only had them for like in their orbit for like forty five seconds. So okay? you think that they're doing they're doing some of this footage from the zero g planes they never do it live anymore from the zero g plane because because crap goes wrong so i'm going to show you this again but they slam they quickly cut away and then they're like oh we're getting worried uh the space station had an emergency um yeah it, it shifted it shifted or they said that uh it was it was um using its jets to shift its orbit um and that's why they slammed into the wall cool story but like if you're on the space station and it's about to do a rocketed maneuver to mm -hmm. adjust its orbit, don't you think there'd be some procedures and some yes. safety? Yes. And, and, yes. And, there, no, but there absolutely just, there there absolutely would be unless unless right. it was very small minor right. thing, and you never do mm -hmm. enough any kind of maneuver that would that would cause that sort of um, violence welcome, inside the spacecraft. Welcome to is, space is to space, well my friend. Welcome yes, to space well to space. You're not, so, it's not about well ahead. We convince, we, 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 we look at that. I'm, I'm looking for the full one. Oh, here's the, the, the big bang. He's on the space station. And, and these are, this is just a montage of stuff, but I'm, I'm trying to find the, where's the one that I had uh, that showed that longer. Actually, let me find that. Um, I don't think I can find it. All right. We'll go from there. So this is called the Argos system. And this is wire system that NASA practices Mm -hmm. doing their spacewalks and compare it to a spacewalk. It's the same thing. These guys are hanging yeah. from wires. This is nonsense. Okay. Well, it's possible they're hanging from wires. I'll get a great. Well, that. okay. Hey, I'll take it. Um, and then this one, 
they're showing him. I'm comparing it to Wimpy trying to eat his burger and it keeps disappearing. Watch right over here. See this thing on the wall? I can see it through his body. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. There's no right hand turns on a zero G plane. So they faded him out. Okay. Wow. Fascinating, right? Yep. And um, this is this guy, the ball lost its helium and it fell down. This guy tries to get it and he can't. And they're like, quick, no, no, don't go, go back, go back. You know, she's like, stop. Well, he did, push it, from he did push it down with the motion I, of his arm. I, I, he did push I, it uh, down. So in a weightless I, environment, it still might behave just like that. Yeah. But these guys, they're all standing there. They're all holding themselves. They're, they're, they're hanging from wires. Maybe. Right? Why yeah. do they have these heavy belts on in space? Their shirts are tucked in. They look like they have diapers on. Maybe they do have diapers on. Right, because yeah. I wouldn't use that bathroom. Um, it, it's it's unbelievable how bad it is. So they're faking everything up there because okay. nobody is up there, right? And I'm sure you've seen the ISS go by, right? Yeah, you've seen well, you've seen it go by. I mean, have you ever tracked it? Have you ever seen it? Uh, yeah, I've I've gone outside when it was supposed to be up there, and I I believe I've seen it. But and I've seen it too. No, I don't it know. shows up. It shows up on the horizon. I see it brighter than any star in the sky. Well, how is it reflecting to my eyes, and then somebody a hundred miles away from me? Or because uh, when you reflect the sun, it only goes in one direction. Like if you, if you and someone else were ten feet apart, and I got a mirror and reflected it at your face, the other guy wouldn't see the sun in the mirror. Well, mm-hmm. how is this reflective ISS? reflecting it to everybody. And then I watch it. It took eight minutes to go across the sky. Well, eight minutes times 17,500 miles an hour. It should be in California already, but I could still see it in Connecticut. Okay. And people in well, California can't is, see it. It is okay. 250 miles up in space or whatever. So, so you got to so, figure, you got to figure that out too. You got to, you got to do, it I, I don't do math. So well, I'm not going to do math. So, I, I, and that's what they've math. trained us. They trained us to not do math and trust the guy in a light, a white lab coat. Here's the right. moon. Both of them are about the same size. So the zoom is about the same. Here's an airplane transiting the moon. And here is the International Space Station transiting the moon. How mm. the hell are they the same size when this one's 50 times farther away? 50 times farther away. Interesting. Or question. is it? Yeah, thank you. I'll or, t- that's all it, I want is an interesting. Is it? Yeah. All right. Um, Dave, I you know, I I hate to I hate to stop you because I am having a great time and I certainly appreciate you coming here. Give me uh, one more minute. One more minute. All right, one more minute and then but I but I want to let everybody go and I, I and get on with my one more minute. Well, that, so thank you. For, for those of you that think this is crazy, I have a challenge for you. I created an app. It's called the Flat Earth Sun Moon and Zodiac Clock app. It gets by Google censorship. Okay. Wow. It lets you find if you Google Flat Earth, you find nonsense. You find um, you find the stuff that they want you to find. You find all propaganda. You and I could agree. They don't want us to know the truth. So the, and we never got into the why the lie. But in the app, if you hit the question mark, um, up comes all of the questions that you could ask. But down here, why the lie? Hit that puppy. And up comes great videos that will really explain why this lie matters, why, why this is happening in the world. The app, the challenge I have is every day there's a new featured video right here. You tap that thumbnail, bam, up comes the video. Watch it every day for two weeks. At the end of that two weeks, if you think you have one proof that we live on a spinning globe, send it to me. You get three Bitcoins. So it's it's this one here, the Flat Earth Clock. Um, it's the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app by Blue Water Bay. All of my links. Yeah, 299. Right? All, and there, there's a fake one out there already on, um, on uh, Google Play. But if you're unsure, just go to flatearthdave.com and everything's there. 
All right. But if you don't want to wait the two weeks, you can hit the archive button, you get all the old videos. Um, there's books, there's, uh, there's all sorts of stuff, homeschooling information, different languages, um, more resources, tons of stuff in here. This is one of my favorites, Rockets Are Blimps. I, I encourage you to watch all of those videos. It'll blow your mind. Um, and the app, it, there's also, the last thing I want to show you is this is the app Friend Finder, right? And for those of you that are big flat earthers, you kind of want to find other people like-minded. Well, let us load for a second. This is showing you all the other people that have the app that are near me. I can message them. I could check out their profiles. I could do all sorts of stuff, right? Um, and if we look across the world, right, you think flat earth is a, is a joke. Look at the UK. Look at this. This is the UK. These are the people that have just have my app. There's many more flat earthers that don't have my app. We go over to the United States. Look at this. Where are you located? Seattle? Seattle, yeah. Yeah, you got some people up there or out there or wherever you want to call it. But there's, there's, there's flat earthers everywhere. So, again, the app is... Literally, just just go read the reviews. Flat do I, do I have a referral code, Dave? Do I have a referral code I you, can use? You do. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you, the referral code is um, for me is five one five one eight. I'll take it. Five one five one five one eight. Now there is a subscription, um, but you do not need to do the subscription. The only thing the subscription is for is if you want to be able to send messages to other people or use and manage profiles um, that keeps the trolls away. And um, it's ten dollars a year, or eleven dollars a year. It's like buying me a margarita. Okay. Okay, I got it. I put two ninety nine in your pocket there, bud. You, you're the you're, you're the best. And um, and so check it out. And listen, just start off by watching the video and and checking out the frequently asked questions. The 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 daily video is the best, and then the frequently asked questions, which is the question mark, and um, you'll at least become more curious. And another, just last thing is. <laughs> A curious mind is what keeps you young. If you lose your curiosity, you're going to get old and die. Okay. You're going to get old and die if you lose your curiosity. So always stay curious and keep your mind active. And um, flat earthers will tell you that we're never bored because there's so much to learn rather than walk around in zombie land and not know what the hell's going on in the world. Right. Right. Um, Every, by the way, everything. I'm I'm trying to get into your site. I'm trying to get into flatearthdave.com and it says the site can't be reached, but I don't what? know what's going on with that. Yeah, that's oh, what I got anyway. Let's uh let's flatearthdave.com. Try so. the flat earth podcast. Let me know if that works. Flatearthdave.com. Let's say flat earth Dave. Oh, I'm in. Are you? That's weird. Flat earth E-A-R-T-H Dave.com or the yeah. Flat Earth Podcast. Dot com. I've got the Flat Earth Podcast. That's there the same. It it's the same site. It's just a forward. The other one is just easy to remember. I wonder and, uh, why. Uh, okay. There, I, anyway. Yeah. So on there, um, you can, uh, if you knew, if you know of a radio show or your own show, you want to book me, there's a link there. If you need support for the app, um, you know, having any issues, there's a support button. There's my interview channels are there. The, um, there are my short videos are there. There's all sorts of stuff. There's also the crash course. I highly recommend people take that. It's just a bunch of full length videos that will blow your mind. They'll actually blow your mind. And then also, um, for those of you that have a Apple watch, there's a free Apple watch face that you can put in there. So you can have a cool, um, flat earth, uh, flat earth on there. So all there's tons of free stuff on the website right there. That's the crash course. Yeah. And, um, 
all sorts of stuff. So check it out. Get the app. Don't get the app. I don't care. I just want you to have the right tools to uh, show people. Another thing in the app, which is uh, super fun, is if we go to um, right here. Whoops. Go to. Here we go. Sorry about that. Oh, look at that. My referral just showed up. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So um, let's let's go away. And if you hit this button right here, um, these are images. So when you're talking to people about the flat earth, you can say, you know, like, hey, look, you know, the Georgia Guidestones, the North Star never moves from that hole. How is that possible while we're corkscrewing billions of miles every year? Uh, how, how is that possible um, that it never moves from there unless we're stationary? And you can show um, there's all sorts of stuff. You know, how is the sun 93 million miles away when we have the sun looking like this sometimes? Kind of looks more like a local light somehow. And again, this world is stranger than you could imagine. There's all sorts of stuff in here. Hey, how come NASA is showing us photoshopped, uh, crappy photoshopped images of Saturn, right? Look at look at that. That is clearly pasted together. I guess they didn't think that we we're going to have Photoshop and be able to go in and crank up the levels on their nonsense, yeah. right? Wait, last right. thing, last thing, last thing. Sure. If we live here... Perhaps there's more land out here, extra mm-hmm. territory, extra terra, extraterrestrials that live in the outer space here on the earth. Extra terrestrials. What if we live here in this planet, this small section of our plane, and out here are other planets, okay? Planets. Pretty and interesting. You zoom out, and these are all within reasonable distances 10,000, 10, 100,000, 500,000 miles, maybe closer, okay? Versus trillions of miles, impossible. The closest star is 25 trillion miles away. That's a distance that doesn't make any sense, okay? Well, a, a yeah, trillion seconds. Do you know how long a trillion seconds is? How long is a yeah. trillion seconds? I don't know, but I know I know it's that uh, thirty-one thousand years. Yeah, okay? a trillion dollars is you'd have to spend a million dollars a day for two thousand seven hundred years to spend something like it, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So that's it. I'll go for that. Okay. So uh, Dave, I want to thank you for being here. I appreciate you coming very much. Um you there are a few things that I have a hard time explaining. There are others that I think I can explain pretty well um and i i think it's all fascinating we agree on one thing which is that nasa lies through their teeth about a whole lot of things that doesn't mean we didn't go to the moon doesn't mean we didn't go to mars doesn't mean there aren't planets but i think we have to remain open to this i would say that that when we came into this you know i was 95 percent. the earth is a globe i'd say after this i'm Eighty nine percent. I mean, eighty nine percent that the Earth is a globe. So wait a minute, you went higher. Wait, you bring up oh, you were eighty nine to ninety two. Wait a minute, you just got no, more ninety five to ninety two. So you, oh, you ninety five. All right, I'll take it. But I, you know, I, you bring up some good questions that I would like to, I would like to dig into and know the answers to before I could categorically say that you're wrong, which I'm not going to say. Hit, I don't know the, hit the frequently asked questions button in the app. And when you when you're chilling on the couch, when you're having your breakfast, whatever, watch a video. Watch just one video a day. Okay. And, okay. um, and, and, and that's it. So there's so many questions in the chat. Maybe we'll, we'll, after you do this for a couple months, we'll, we'll come back and we'll, we'll do more questions and maybe answer the questions in the chat. I think what? it would be good. I think it would be good next time to have you come in, do 10 minutes to k- catch everybody up. And then let's just go to questions and see what people 100%. 100%. Right. People say they took pictures of Saturn. I took pictures of Saturn. It's a light. 
It's small. It's and it's provably not reflecting sunlight. So All right. we'll go from there. Thanks, man. Have a good well, day. Man, thank you very much for being here. That, folks, is Flat Earth Dave. I'd like to thank him for being on the show. That's going to wrap up Deep Thought Thursday. And we went deep. You can't argue we didn't go deep on Deep Thought Thursday this week. Thanks for being here, everybody. I, I love you. I'll be back with Jen tomorrow um, on, um, on, on Free Reading Friday. And again, you know, everybody, hey, you know, don't pick on Dave. It's not fair, and he's not going to be here to defend himself, and so we're not going to tolerate that. We're not going to tolerate anybody picking on Dave. Have a good day. Be a good human. I will see you all tomorrow with Jen Jen. I love you guys, and I am out of here. <laughs>